Welcome to the Expose Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Molly. And we're just a couple of goofy gals here to tell you about topics and get down to the real nitty gritty of it all. We are here to help you navigate through the confusing ins and outs of hot topics and get down to the truth. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned and listen to our next topic. Thanks for listening to the Expose. Hello. Why is it so hard to start an episode? I don't know. We always giggle so much. I know. We always are like, who's going to say it? I don't know why. Maybe maybe we we should... discussed that before yeah we should probably think of a plan before we just jump in but anyway (laughs) but yeah so it finally stopped raining which I was really happy about because I was getting depressed (laughs) with all the gloomy weather yeah it's been nice and sunny and warm the last couple days Mm -hmm. I wore a dress today oh wow fancy yeah I wore leggings (laughs) Just like every other day. <laughs> Did you get outside at least? Um, yeah, we took Mabel on a nice long walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have found two ticks now on one on me and one on Will, just crawling, not attached. But mm-hmm. last week, in like we went to bed, and between the time of going to bed and then waking up in the middle of the night once and then the morning, we found five or six, I think, six ticks on like the three of us oh yeah it was gross we took her walking just a different trail than what we usually go on Mm -hmm. I swear if she like even sniffs the grass the ticks just they've got like a catapult waiting to just fling over their buddies and yeah it's just Mm -hmm. like you can't even look at the grass there's the ticks can sense it I hate them so much (laughs) I do not envy you is she on like a flea and tick She's not, and we maybe we should do that. I was always afraid, and maybe this is just like stupid that um it would make it like fall off in the house if they were on her, and then she came home like they would just like let go, and then they'd be roaming around the house and then get on me. But they're already getting on me, so I guess (laughs) maybe they just wouldn't get on her to begin with. I don't know. Yeah, maybe just like the flea collar or the flea and tick collar, and then you can do like a drop or something too, or like. I've done, I went to Kmart and got a tick repellent drop and put it on Molly once and it made her break out in a bad rash. So um, I wouldn't recommend that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to look at the collar because it's getting to be a major thing. Like where anytime like a hair is on me or like my shirt falls on my back wrong, I'm like, we'll come look at this. A yeah. Major thing, it I is guess. because it's happening a lot. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if they're in our yard or if it's what it is, but it's, it's a problem. So. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, besides that, have you been like watching any TV or anything since um, you've been inside? When it was rainy, I did. I started two shows, and let me try to think of what they were. Oh, I watched. Well, I watched that upload. We already talked about that one, mm-hmm. but then I started watching also The Great. It's about like Catherine the Great. Yeah, um, it has Elf. Right? Yeah, it has Elf Fanning, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I kind of, I haven't watched it all, but I kind of enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I did 
start watching some like Taiwanese drama on Vicky, but I haven't finished that either. So, okay, okay. <laughs> but I have not watched any reality TV lately. Have you? Um, well, we don't have cable. Mm-hmm. So if I do indulge, it'll be something old. And guess what? I did try watching the Hills recently. Oh, Cause I was like, I'm so missing out on this big, weird subculture and I want to know what all the memes are about and whatever. So I tried watching it on Hulu, but our Hulu is very sketchy right now. It mm-hmm. stops and goes a lot. So I haven't really got to dive into it. Oh, okay. But, um, I'm sure our listeners are familiar that the Hills is notorious for like their scripted series. They came out, what, three or four, maybe five years ago saying that, yes, it is scripted. Yeah. And honestly, I... <sighs> This is funny because we're this week we are doing the topic of reality TV if you haven't figured that out yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm actually not a big watcher of reality TV. Mm-hmm. I have I have there have been times where I have definitely been sucked into like a certain season of a certain show. So mm-hmm. it's not like I am immune to reality TV, but in general I don't watch a whole lot of it. And so I never watched like Laguna Beach in the Hills and stuff mm-hmm. when I was younger even though I feel like everybody else was. And I I never knew what people were talking about. I was like, what yeah, is this right? show? I know. I think my sister was into it. But okay. I mean, there are things that I, I mean, I get in deep. Like, uh, like just cooking shows. Like, mm. Uh, mm. It, what's the worst, worst cook in America? Yeah. So into that. I wanted to get nominated to go on it. Are you a bad cook or you just want to go on it? You are? I'm I'm pretty bad. Oh, I guess I I knew Jesse cooked a lot for you guys, but I didn't know. There's a reason why he does all the cooking. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess I have really, I like the Great British Baking Show. Like that's one that I have liked. I guess I, I don't know, for some reason I didn't really think of that as reality TV, but it totally Mm -hmm. is. I don't, I don't know, but. Some of, I don't know, like my parents always watch like The Amazing Race and like mm. Survivor. I like, I like The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, some of those. American yeah. Idol was a Yeah, big it's, I, I will get sucked in once in a while, but usually I don't watch it. But when I do get sucked in, then it's like, okay, let's binge this whole thing right now. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it like you mentioned the scripting thing with the hills. So I did see that we're getting wise to the whole scripting thing by now. And 61% of adults do believe that reality TV is mostly based on a script. Yeah. I actually read that producers are now calling it not reality TV, but unscripted dramas. But I think it can be insinuated that producers push conversations in a certain way or plant things to spark conversations or like controversies or mm-hmm. arguments. I think that's pretty, pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. Did you find much about like how this infatuation with watching real people on TV came to be about? I mean, I know the first thing I saw was like, the game show Boone in like the 50s and 60s but these Mm. days we don't really think of game shows as reality tv so it doesn't quite count for me even though I think Mm. it was kind of like the beginning of like non-professional actors being on tv and kind of Mm -hmm. getting a glimpse into 
people just like you, supposedly, on TV. Mm -hmm. Well, I did read that on PBS, the show called An American Family premiered in 1973. And it was about an upper middle class family in Santa Barbara, California. And I mean, it eventually ended in the divorce of the parents. Okay. Uh, I'm sure some people, maybe the older audience might be familiar with Lance Loud. He famously came out on the show. And Mm -hmm. doesn't that kind of remind you of like something, maybe not to the extent, but just like family drama, you know, that's kind of like keeping up with the Kardashians or like so many of those things. I don't think these, this family was the loud family wasn't famous before. No, I think they just picked them. I did you read into how they got picked or I didn't no. Okay. Kind of from what I saw. Okay. I don't know how they got picked either, but they were super normal people. And I guess people enjoyed watching them because they kind of were like, oh yeah, my family's just like that too. I mm-hmm. guess it's not crazy that people fight or my kids are outrageous sometimes or whatever. So basically I think people just like found comfort in watching total strangers and mm-hmm. knowing that they're just like them pretty much. And cause like you said, they were upper middle class. So they were kind of like, I don't know. I think there was also maybe some type of escapism and watching them since they, I mean, they still had issues and like mm-hmm. family drama and stuff, but they kind of lived a nice life. Like Mm -hmm. they looked like they lived pretty comfortably. And I just watched like this one clip of one of the sons being like, yeah, I don't really have any motivation to strive to be successful because I just live off of you guys. Oh, that seems so relevant to how it is today. (laughs) I was like, this this could be in just like an episode of, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that aired in two, or 2000, 1979. And mm-hmm. I guess viewers loved it. Like it was super popular, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The next kind of step that I saw in history was cops. Hey everyone, just a post-production cut in here. Um, we did record this episode before the news that COPS was actually getting canceled. Um, so I just wanted to put out the message that we do support that decision. But regardless, it was an important piece of the reality TV history. But yeah, so we didn't know that at this time. <laughs> Have a good day. That's exactly the one that I saw too. Really? And it has over 700 episodes. So Holy cow. You're definitely doing something right. Yeah. And it just kind of made me laugh because it's so, Cops is so like trash TV, like the oh. ultimate trash TV. Yes. And Which channel is that even on anymore? I have no idea. I, I honestly <laughs> could be. <laughs> But yeah, that debuted in 1989, and I had no idea it had been on TV for that Uh, long. Yeah. (laughs) So that was on Fox, and it was actually made as a response. There was a writer's strike in 1988, and so it was kind of made as a response to that since they needed content. And it started that, you know, cool camcorder look, that handheld camcorder Mm -hmm. phrase. (laughs) Which has... I'm positive gone on to other reality tv shows and yeah it's kind of the look 
Yeah. I know um, the real world San Francisco aired on MTV in 1994. So I think that was kind of the first, did they do like confessionals and stuff? Even I back think then? so. I watched, there was a YouTube video that said the first 10 minutes of the first episode of real world ever. And I watched that and I mean, I saw it was 1992. I'm not sure maybe when the first season of real world came out, but I was like too young to watch it at that point, but I can definitely remember like the whole intro thing. Um, <laughs> like it brought back a lot of memories and I didn't yeah. watch it a ton, but I had a friend who was really wanted to get on that show and he made tapes to like send in and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so like he was really into it. So like through him, I think I picked up a lot of stuff or like he'd have it on when we were over. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just wanted to jog people's memories. I have the like intro written down here. Okay, <laughs> I'm just go gonna read it. it. Yeah. This is the true story of seven strangers picked to live in a house, work together, and have their lives taped to find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. Yes. (laughs) So dramatic. And they carried that on through all the seasons right like that same I think so yeah because even Um, that sounds familiar to me (laughs) yeah well it's it aired until 2017 Mm -hmm. the real world I didn't realize that it was still on like that recently (laughs) but um yeah it was a big deal it was it it, like everybody knew what the real world was Mm -hmm. and I think it really helped MTV kind of nobody really wanted to watch like music videos as much as they did when they first came out. And Mm -hmm. so MTV kind of pushed into that reality TV arena with like these shows about, I don't know, cool people or whatever and drama and stuff. And that really helped them as a network, I think, regain their popularity. So yes, for sure. I read that it was inspired by an American family. And I mean, I can kind of see that, but Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the next big thing? I have Survivor. Um, yes, I also had Survivor down. It's kind of part of like this reality renaissance that happened like in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. I just want to say real quick though, do you remember Real World Road Rules? Yeah, I never really watched okay. it though. I feel like I feel like I liked that more than just the plain Real World. Real, it's hard to say. Real World because they did like competitions and stuff on that one. Like the real see, world. That stuff gives me anxiety. I oh, can't really? watch I can't watch people doing competitions. Like Fear Factor would always like stress me out. Or um what's the other ones where they do challenges and stuff? Maybe it is real world road rules. <laughs> well, yeah, they would do some type of challenges. And I mean, this is like reaching back into my memory banks, <laughs> but like, I'm pretty sure they drove like a big van out to somewhere and did challenges. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I couldn't get into that stuff. And it was like Ooh. people from the real world series that they would come back and like do this yeah. show. Yeah. I'm thinking of Amazing Race. That oh. one would give me such anxiety watching <laughs> <laughs> I would I think it'd be yeah. fun to be on Amazing Race like I don't I wouldn't really I don't know if I'd want to be on like one of these where you're supposed to make drama and stuff but mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun to like travel around the world and in the Amazing Race sure yeah my but dad always factor. said my dad wanted to go on Amazing Race really badly but he can't swim oh. so <laughs> I don't think he would have gotten too far <laughs> yeah just bring a life jacket 
<laughs> but yes, um, I saw that Survivor was kind of like the next big hit. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess it was based on a Swedish show called Expedition Robinson. Okay. And that first aired in 1997 in Sweden. And it was later that show was reproduced in a lot of other countries as Survivor. So I think there's a link and like maybe they bought rights to produce that show in America or something like that. But Survivor came out in May of 2000 on CBS. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Survivor? Uh, again, that was something that my parents watched. I think it was like a Monday night lineup or something where it was Probably. like amazing race and survivor and like back to back or like big brother or something strange mm-hmm. altogether. And oh my gosh, now I'm starting to remember all the VH1 shows. <laughs> Molly, I got deep in VH1. <laughs> deep. Oh um, no. Love with Brett Michaels, uh, shot at love with Tila Tequila, shot at, or a double shot at love with those twins. Oh jeez. Um, Flavor of love with Flavor Flav. <laughs> I'm remembering all of it now. I got so deep into those. Oh, geez. I really, yeah. I really love the shows about love, I guess you could say. Love, love. Yeah. <laughs> there was some of those. Sometimes it's like a train wreck and you just can't like look away. Like there is one T-Pain and Tiny, Tiny and T-Pain. I don't know. T-I, T-I and Tiny. I don't know. Oh, I, I think, think it was T.I. I think you're Not right. T-Pain. Yes, and then his okay. wife. I remember T-Pain having a reality show. <laughs> yeah. And then his wife was like, she's like so tiny. And I think they called her tiny. Hmm. But it was just so like obviously not real. But yeah. I was watching it one time just on a lark because I had never heard of it before. It just like was on VH1 and I was flipping through channels. And my brother came in and he made fun of me. So Oh man, I, <laughs> I love VH1. Yeah. <laughs> but back to Survivor. Um, <laughs> I remember this being on, It. W- I feel like it had to be either Wednesday or Thursday. I think Wednesday because, okay. so when it came out in 2000, I would have been in high school, like just going like my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And my friends would always go to like their youth group. And I think it was Wednesday nights. And then afterwards, they, like, wouldn't hang out or anything. They had to go home and watch Survivor, and it always made me upset. Guess what? You're 100% correct, because I also had youth group on Wednesday nights. Okay. And I would go, and then when I got home, it was Survivor and then American Idol. Mm. Or maybe it was vice versa. But I had to watch American Idol every Wednesday. That was my thing when I was in (laughs) elementary school. Because I didn't watch Survivor. I don't know. I wasn't a big TV watcher back then. I, I guess I'm still not, but I do I do like TV. It's not like I'm like, TV's bad, but I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't find myself sitting down a whole lot, but I would just make me so mad because I'm like, guys, it's just a TV show. Like, let's hang out. And they'd be like, no, we can't miss it. And I'd be like, I guess I'm going home and sitting alone then. Thanks. Yeah. I I could have just watched it, I guess. But back then we didn't have like DVR or anything to record it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, if if you missed it, you missed it. Well, and it was a big deal. Like people talked about it at school and stuff. I mean, it was like a social type of thing, I guess. But Yeah. yeah, the first 11 seasons of survivor were in the top 10 of like shows and i guess it's a high let's consider the first like highly acclaimed critically rated 
profitable reality TV show on broadcast mm. TV. So it also is an Emmy winner. It's won some Emmys. Can so. I give you a hot take on Survivor? Yeah. <laughs> um, so recently producers have admitted to hiring body doubles for some of the challenges that contestants did. Oh. And also a former contestant, her name is Stacy Stillman, swears up and down that her removal from the show was rigged. Even the main producer, his name is Mark Burnett, has gone on record to say that he and his crew reenact shots all the time. If it wasn't good enough, contestants have broken their silence to reveal that they were even given food and fire by the producers at some point in time. Mm. So it's not totally right. No. I mean, are you mad about it? Maybe? Maybe not? I don't know. I think maybe if the show, like if I was really into it and maybe if it was like the third season or something and this came out, then maybe, sure, I'd be like, this is bogus. Like they're making it sound so real. But Mm -hmm. I think at this point, everyone knows there's something up with reality TV. That's true. I think back then when that first came out, like people did take it as real. Like you didn't question it. Yeah. Big Brother was another big one that people Mm -hmm. watched. And I've also never watched Big Brother. So I don't even really know. I know that you can like, you're voting on people and you can form alliances. And I have a couple of friends who like to this day watch Big Brother. My friend Meredith is really into Big Brother. And Mm. she says that's like one of the only shows that she watches anymore. And I think that's very strange. (laughs) Who watches that? Both my friend Amity and my friend Brandy, they watch Big Brother. So I guess there's others out there. But Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like a twist on like the real world and that kind of thing. Because like they're putting strangers together with the hope of drama. But now instead of just living, you're like trying to win money. (laughs) So it's like adding that extra layer in there. But um, that came out in 2000 as well. So this 2000 was kind of like the... I guess floodgates were opening to (laughs) let in all these reality TV shows. Oh my gosh. It's just going on and on. I just Googled VH1 reality TV shows (laughs) from 2007 and boy, it's just flooding back in. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the show Celebrity Paranormal Project? No. I think the premise was celebrities geared up and they sent them into haunted areas and recorded their reaction oh my oh the surreal life that was one that i was going to say reminds me a lot of big brother okay and and that was on vh1 and that was like celebrities really like c-list d-list celebrities get together in a house and loosely use the word celebrity (laughs) yeah like um vanilla ice was on there uh, I feel like that's what I watched when I feel like that's what kind of like flavor of love and stuff like jumped off from surreal life mm-hmm. because yeah. I know flavor Flav was on the surreal life and he yes. like got involved with that giant 
blonde lady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brigitte, I think was her name or Brigitte. Oh, I think I remember. Yeah. Okay. And so then like, I don't know, I guess it didn't work out because Flavor of Love happened, but... <laughs> And I remember on the surreal life, the girl that won like America's Next Top Model was on there. Yes. Um, and then she got into a relationship with the guy that played Chris. Is it Chris Brady? Yes. Oh my God. Brady Bunch. And they got <laughs> married. And then they had a spin off show. They got married. They oh got married. God. I, I think they're since divorced or something. Cause I think her whole thing was she wanted kids, but he did uh-huh. it. I hate that I'm remembering all of this. Girl, look, this is one of the actual like shows and seasons that I did watch. And I try and remember why. Why did I watch this? Trash TV. Yeah. Um, Molly, Scott Baio is 45 and single. Why was that a show on VH1? And why did I watch that when I was a child? I don't, I don't have the answer to that Who question. Who is Scott Baio and why <laughs> was he relevant to a 14-year-old? I don't know. But yeah, there was just a period of time where like VH1 and MTV were both putting out just some weird shows. Oh, yes. Like I remember there was a lot of dating shows on MTV. I remember there was one where the parents must not have liked the significant other of their child so they went out and like picked yes. new people for them to like date and then at the end Parental they were like control yes yes <laughs> and then there was room raiders where you like raid the room of the guy that you're potentially going to go on a date with later that show ruined my life okay cuz i always <laughs> thought at any given time a boy was going to pull up in my driveway with a camera crew and they were going to go through my stuff and so i always <laughs> kept my room clean and well, that's good and I, so they all, every single episode, they open the top drawer of a dresser and they're like, this I'm, is the panty drawer. Yeah. And I'm like, I will not get fooled like that. I'm hiding my underwear drawer. <laughs> That's hilarious. Why did I think they were just going to show up? I'm pretty sure you have to like sign up for the show. I don't think they just <laughs> pick a house. Did you know Zac Efron was on that? No, I didn't. Yeah, That's like funny. that just goes to show how scripted it is because I mean, yeah. he's an actor, so. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of, I know there was like another one where it was like speed dating kind of where they like went in and they like had to like ask questions and like next, it was called like next or something. Yes, yes. And then they're like next and then they had to leave and then the next person came on. Or- yes, <laughs> Yeah, I so remember that too. Oh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Well, obviously America's Next Top Model. I binged that. I binged one like, season. I don't haven't watched much of the other ones, but there was one season that was must have been on a marathon or something one mm-hmm. time and I just sat and watched the whole thing. I love New York. Do you remember that show? Um, I remember it existing, but I don't think I watched it. Yikes. There's just a lot of uh, mm-hmm. dating and charm school. You... Oh, yeah. So I do remember trashy. that. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Boy. We could go on and on. We and really on could. On on. <laughs> Back on track. So we talked about Big Brother. And then I think like the ultimate of like reality TV type of things was American Idol, I would say mm-hmm. probably. And that came out in 2002. And I just remember when I was in high school and I played piano accompaniment for one of our musicals and my mom 
took me dress shopping and I got this cute black dress and somebody told me that it looked like Kelly Clarkson. Oh, what a compliment. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that was back in 2002, I guess. Yeah. But um, I didn't watch that season of American Idol, but I watched season five of American Idol pretty like religiously. Um, I started watching the one where Carrie Underwood won. I remember I picked her from the very beginning and she was mm. my girl. And I remember calling in every night after the show oh, ended really? to vote. Yeah. I would use my dad's cell phone and be like, dad, I need to vote. <laughs> I never did vote, but I watched, I can't remember who won the season that I watched. Cause I got mad to be honest. I think the person I wanted to win got fourth or something like that. She went pretty far, but mm -hmm. she was kind of like, she was a chick that kind of was more like a little bit rock and roll and she had like long black hair. I can't mm -hmm. remember what her name was, but I do remember she sang a couple Beatles songs and like she did a really good job. And then like this other guy did like a ukulele over the rainbow rendition that I think a lot of people did covers of later on. Mm -hmm. So if you can remember what that season was, please tell me. <laughs> okay. Well, 2005, that was Carrie Underwood's season. Okay. So she very well may be in that top realm of people. Yeah, I don't know. I was, gonna, I was thinking it was season five, but it may not have been. In 2006, that winner was Taylor Hicks. And Ooh, he's totally irrelevant. It might have been that one because he had like gray hair and he was kind of yeah. like. They yeah. always called him the Silver Fox. And then oh. Kelly Pickler was on that season as well as Chris Daughtry. Okay. And they both went on to make a lot of music. So. Yeah. And nobody, tell like any kid under the age of like 25 to tell you who Taylor Hicks is and they'll have no idea. We don't know. He just like took the money and ran basically. <laughs> yeah. And I think Kelly Pickler does a lot of Hallmark movies now, Christmas oh, Hallmark movies. Okay. Well, you know, a lot her, of people like that. Gigs. So another thing that really happened at some point was, so TLC was like, when I was a kid, TLC was called The Learning Channel and had like educational, pretty dry, like information on it. Like Discovery okay, Channel okay. had cool shows like, I can't remember, like, Jeff Corwin, that was Animal Planet, but whatever. It had like cool shows. And then like the Learning Channel TLC was for like kind of technical how-tos and stuff like that. And then some at some point, and they say that it's possible because maybe they had poor ratings due to like a narrow audience, uh -huh. but they changed their slogan in 1998 to from the Learning Channel to Life Unscripted. And just called themselves TLC. They dropped the Learning Channel thing and basically just started making reality TV. And they have basically made everybody into like home DIYers ever since. <laughs> like, yes. they pretty much own the market on like, well, they did a lot of other stuff too, not just home stuff, but they had like trading spaces, John and Kate plus eight. Yeah. Uh, little people big world oh, honey yeah. boo boo and like mm -hmm. toddlers and tiaras like all those kind of where it's they're following kind of like real people yeah like more oddball things yeah instead of your traditional like little people big family. world yeah exactly mm -hmm. so they had a lot of those and those were really big for a while and so they basically like shifted their entire focus for their channel and i mean it saved the channel but it's just mm -hmm. kind of funny to think that they went from like super educational to like 
now we're going to talk about um, my 600 pound life. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I don't remember a time ever where TLC was about learning. I think it's all been just trash to me. Like when I think of TLC, I think of Bridezilla's. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I've watched that show too. (laughs) That's just a train wreck too. It's just like my big fat gypsy wedding. (laughs) Dude. I, I just thought of a reality TV show that I got really into. It was, it was like, um, oh, God, I forget her. Thelma. It was Thelma's Gypsy Girls. <laughs> Is she the one that made the gypsy dresses? Yes. She made the gypsy wedding dresses or whatever they were. They weren't wedding yeah. dresses. They were like – because they have like arranged marriages where they go to like this mm-hmm. fair and like, I guess, meet people. Like it's like yeah. – and they so get anyway, married when they're like 14. Yeah. So anyway, she was making the dresses for them. And then she decided to like, she wanted to empower the women because the, basically the women stop going to school at like mm-hmm. age 12 and just kind of don't do anything with their lives, which I mean, that's mm-hmm. their culture. I don't, I mean, whatever, it's neither good or bad. It's just the way they do it. But she wanted to empower them to have other options. So mm-hmm. she held like an internship program. Mm-hmm. Or like the traveler, they call them travelers in in England, or mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they came on and like, oh my, it was. You'll have to watch it. It's just I like feel like I vaguely remember it. Okay, I I may have told you about it too because this was probably when we worked together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like they can't read, so she's like trying to teach them how mm-hmm. to read, and they're just like they don't want to do any work, and then like I don't know, it's just. You can tell I'm getting like all pepped up about yeah. <laughs> this show. So go watch Thelma's Gypsy Girls, everybody. It's Honestly, on like it's Netflix such, or something. It's a different culture. It's very, yeah. very odd. Mm-hmm. I think like they uh, they get married. They dress very provocatively. They do, but they are like super like religious. Like they're super. Yeah. Their beliefs are like you would never have premarital sex, but mm-hmm. yet they dress like in like tube tops and like mini skirts and yeah. wear like hella makeup. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. And then the boys look like bad kids. <laughs> F boys, if you will. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I want to say. I and mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a so way of weird. life. It's not, I don't think, you know, I'm not saying that it's bad, but it's just very interesting to see a different it perspective, is. I it guess. Is. So <laughs> is. And then yeah. they, they save up their money and they buy a little a little RV home and mm-hmm. they just clean and yeah. Yeah. Yep. But <laughs> we are getting so sidetracked this oh episode. It's but so hard not to. I know. I hope that everybody's reminiscing with us about their mm-hmm. favorite <laughs> reality TV, but all right. What's yeah. after American Idol? That's where I just, I think that just really opened the door for like, there's a ton of talent competitions, the voice mm-hmm. america's got talent mm-hmm. i guess i was trying to like figure out what are the like categories what do you see the categories of reality tv as being you're right challenges mm-hmm. what did you just say like competitions competitions yeah like talent competitions families like home improvement or like realty i don't know what you would call like house yeah. flipping yeah <laughs> Like, what would you say, like, Project Runway? Maybe that's, like, a talent competition, I guess you could say. What would you put, like, Pawn Stars in? Like, what category would you put? History? No, I don't know. (laughs) It's on the History Channel. It is on the History Channel. Yeah. I actually saw that um, 
Pawn Stars is because it was regularly on against Mad Men on mm-hmm. Sunday night primetime. Mm-hmm. And it like beat out Mad Men ratings wise, which Mad Men's like critically acclaimed. You know, people, <laughs> yeah, talk about all the time, but Pawn Stars, you know. <laughs> And more people like, tuned in. I feel like Pawn Stars is the type of show I, I just fall asleep to. I did read a little hot take on them too that oh, okay. tech, like so this is how it goes behind the scenes. The person brings in their item, the ne- they negotiate the item before recording and that sale is already done and then whoever is the Pawn Star <laughs> <laughs> he reads up on the history of that artifact beforehand and then okay. he does his little interview on it or like yeah. tells the history behind it they can't him. possibly know all that's like no. when they come in they're not like no. knowing all that stuff about things yeah. but like i read the same thing like on hgtv like all that stuff is already staged like what's the chip and joanna show fixer upper mm-hmm. so they show them three houses but before recording that they already bought the house that they want so yeah, I heard House Hunters was the same. Like in order to get on the show, you already have to have a house basically purchased. Yeah. And, and they then, actually say that in their guidelines, if you want to apply to be on the show, because I've just looked it up before <laughs> and they say it all on there. So yeah. So they're up like, it's not like it's a secret, but it's, I don't yeah. think a lot of people knew about it until somebody probably came out and mm-hmm. shared that info. Yeah. What is this fascination that we have with reality TV? Like, why do we watch it? (laughs) This is just an opinion. I Uh think people just like to see, like, the secret into what, like, the Kardashians are up to. Like, if I can see Kim and Chloe fighting over makeup, I don't know what they fight about, (laughs) then that's so relatable to me. And I feel like a Kardashian myself. Like, I think that's kind of how people might think. Yeah. Um, Like they're taking something ordinary and millions of people just want to see. Just like relating. I actually um, found like somebody said that basically somebody had a theory, I guess, that we're kind of like more disconnected with people because of the internet and stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like this is a way to connect with people Mm -hmm. even though they're not like people that you know Mm -hmm. um and also this is coming from a media psychiatrist carol lieberman she says that we just like live vicariously through the experiences of these people from the safety of our own homes and we don't have to like risk our reputation or you know that kind of thing when we watch people do what they do. (laughs) Right. But I feel like there's some shows that people are like, it's my guilty pleasure. Like Uh no one wants to admit that they watched like too hot to handle on Netflix all in one night because it is such a dumb show. Yeah. But Hey, I still watched it. So (laughs) it is, it's a strange thing that we do is watch other people get their lives filmed. And then we watch. I saw some interesting studies. There was a couple because a lot of the time, like, and even myself, I would have assumed that it was mostly because like you find that kind of interest or I don't know, like seeing people go through uncomfortable situations makes you feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. But what the studies found that it's actually the opposite. It's that people watch these shows and feel empathy rather than like enjoy 
somebody else's humiliation. That kind of made me feel better about humanity. <laughs> For sure. But um, they also said that most people d- don't actually want to be on these shows. It's more just kind of like, would you want to be on a re- reality TV show? No. Not just like an episode of like Fixer Upper, but like actually on a <laughs> reality TV Like show. to have my life filmed? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't think so. Well, one, I'm not exciting. So I know people <laughs> like the producers would have to. I was going to say, you'd have to up. make it exciting, Rachel. <laughs> they would do stuff that, I don't know. I just, I like to watch the drama because I have no drama in my life. There you go. So I think that's why I enjoy watching a reality show. Yeah, I think that's probably true for a lot of people. I mean, not to say that there's not, everybody has some drama in their lives, you mm-hmm. know, some like, thing going on or family thing or mm-hmm. whatever but I don't really want to deal with my own drama you know that's yeah. not enjoyable that's drama it's stressful and stuff like that right. but mm-hmm. watching somebody else <laughs> have drama is you don't have to deal with it and solve mm-hmm. the problem so yeah also saw some reasons because i mean obviously it's profitable or people wouldn't be making reality tv so um there is actually a huge budgetary advantage to networks switching to reality tv programming or adding it to their rotation so for example according to e online a 30 minute episode of reality tv cost between 100 and 500,000 dollars to produce Now, that seems like a lot of money to me, (laughs) but for example, the eighth season of Game of Thrones had a budget of 15 million per episode. So that's like pocket change compared to that. Um, The History Channel, which has like, you know, Pawn Stars and a lot of pickers and, Mm -hmm. you know, that those kinds of shows, they budget around 225 to 500,000 per episode and has some of the highest rated shows on TV. Like we said, Pawn Stars beat out Mad Men in Sunday mm-hmm. night ratings. The reason they're so cheap to produce, like one of the reasons is because you don't have to write scripts, so you don't have to have writers. Well, brain check on that because you do have to have, there are some scripting obviously, yeah. um, but, and you don't have like major actors. So your cast costs are so low comparatively. Mm-hmm. For example, here's some what some shows pay their their people. So, Geordie Shore is kind of like the British Jer- version of Jersey Shore. Okay. Um, and their their people on that show used to get like a couple hundred dollars per episode. No. Oh. They eventually got more, like as they got more popular. But that's how they started out. Mm-hmm. Um, on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, I guess the suitors aren't paid. They, but mm-hmm. they do get like freebies, like clothes and stuff like that, but they're not mm-hmm. actually paid. But the lead person, like the person they're vying for, gets about mm-hmm. $100,000 to mm-hmm. be on the show. Survivor, I think they don't get paid, but they do get like an all expenses paid trip. And they will be there for however long the show runs. Like even if you lose, you'll be staying at like a resort or something because they sequester you. Like they don't want, you know, information getting out. Right. Um, and then the winner does get the million dollars and the runner up gets like 500,000. Mm-hmm. And then um, I guess they do a finale episode where people come back and typically mm-hmm. you're paid $10,000 for that. Oh, wow. So if you don't make it all the way, you get a trip in $10,000, I guess. 
not too bad. Big brother, they get like a weekly stipend, just like living expenses. And then if you win, you get the prize. Dancing with the Stars. Now, this is kind of a unique one because it's people that are not just regular people. They're like stars, (laughs) kind of. (laughs) Some of them, I don't know who they are. but Mm -hmm. um, So they do get a little bit more money. I guess just for doing like the initial rehearsing and like being on the show, they get $125,000. And then each episode increases in money. So the first couple of them are like 10,000. The second, the next group is like 20. So it goes up. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I don't know, I guess that's how you get quote unquote celebrities to be on your show. You have to pay them. They're not just going to do it. Right. But um, Love Island. Have you ever heard of Love Island? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They get about $250 per week. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I guess you just kind of want to be on TV if you go on that show. I guess. Yeah, that's not um, a lot. The original real world, real world cast got $2,500 for about a month of living there. So essentially they got like their expenses paid for, but they didn't really mm-hmm. get paid for being on the show. Mm-hmm. Now compare that to the Kardashians who get about $30 million per season. Oh my God. <laughs> so there are some expensive reality TV shows out there, but yeah. the ones that, I mean, I'm sure like, I don't know. Are there any other like celebrity reality shows that are big now? All I can think of is like the Osborne. I know. I was thinking of that too, but that's like years ago. Like the, yeah. there's like really what's on, on now. And then there was like the Gene Simmons family jewels. I loved Gene Simmons family jewels, Molly. Did you? Loved it. Oh my gosh. Well, Gene Simmons and I share a birthday and I really like Kiss. So I think it just kind of goes. Okay. Will told me that he, this is like one of those like six degrees of Kevin Bacon things, but like he knew somebody who knew somebody that was an actor or something like that Mm -hmm. and was on that show as like a, no. Okay. He's watching YouTube. I'm like, he can't know this person. (laughs) He was watching a YouTube like show that he watches. And one of those people knew an actor that had been on the Gene Simmons family jewels. And, Mm -hmm. um, supposedly this person had been in like an affair with Gene Simmons wife or something like that on the show. And Mm -hmm. so like the guy, the YouTuber asked him about it was like, geez, man, you know, wow, what happened there? And he's like, oh, that was all fake. Like that never happened. There was no affair. Like it just was for drama. So there you go. (laughs) Um, Wow. Compared with scripted TV, however, scripted TV shows like per hour, the average is about five to seven million dollars per episode. So it's like 10 times as much, mm-hmm. more than 10 times as much to make an episode of that with even higher for like big shows like The Stranger Things. I think they said The Crown cost $10 million an episode to make. Game of Thrones was obviously expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw like Jim Parsons. He is like the Sheldon on Big Bane Theory. Yeah. He makes himself like $30 million per season, like $27.5 million oh my gosh so yeah so that's kind of one reason why a network would be like yeah let's get some more reality tv shows because of those cost benefits their profit margins are like 40 percent. and i think i saw that american idol during its heyday was bringing in a profit margin of like 77 percent, which is pretty high yeah 
yeah, it's the big moneymaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I saw something else that I thought was funny. Another thing you can do really easily is product placement. So oh, like, yeah. it's, it'd be weird, you know, to have like a person in like, say the big bang theory, just like walking around with like a Coke can, like you'd be like, oh, that's obviously product placement. Or <laughs> I thought of the Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. Yeah, th- I, that's the first thing I thought of too. Yeah, so obviously you can't do that. <laughs> but like in a reality TV show, it's like, oh, you know, you can put whatever you want on the set essentially and nobody bats an eye about it. So that's so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the last one that I wanted to mention was um, the social media potential for reality TV is huge oh because. Yeah, like you have your actual people. Like like some TV shows I read have like th- kind of thought about the idea of having their people like tweet in character and stuff, but it just is kind of dumb and cheesy. Mm-hmm. But reality people are themselves. Well, supposedly mm-hmm. they're a version of themselves anyway. So it's yeah. like you can continue that real housewives feud on Twitter, you know, <laughs> stuff like that and really get like the buzz going oh, on yes. social media. Those are kind of the advantages that it has over scripted TV. So just to name a few scripted TV shows, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with the Jerry Springer show. (laughs) Well, it's basically a free for all, you know, people can go on there and settle their disputes, physical or otherwise. (laughs) But when you go on the show, you sign off your rights. If you get hit, you can't sue against the Jerry Springer show. Mm. You can't sue the person that hit you either. Like you're going on. Yeah. To get hit, basically. I was thinking of having Will come on to do a short Jerry Springer section because he has a story about his family or extended family and Jerry Springer. So I guess like his brother was living with not relatives, but like, I don't know, she supposedly like his god sister and mm-hmm. like a, her mother or something like that. And some for some reason, they decided they wanted to be on the Jerry Springer show. So I guess what happens when you go on the Jerry Springer show is like they tell you like what they want your situation to be if you don't, oh. you know, have one. So like mm-hmm. his Will's brother was living with these two ladies, just like not, you know, in a relationship with either of them. But what mm-hmm. they wanted the thing to be was that he was like seeing the one girl, but then also like sleeping with the mother of the the lady. <laughs> and then they said, okay, so you come on and then we're going to have a kiddie pool of pudding and then no. you're going to have to wrestle with the pudding. <laughs> oh and so God. it was completely fabricated. Like none of it was true and um, they didn't end up going on, but I guess you get like a free flight out mm-hmm. and like a hotel and that's what you get for being on the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is hilarious. Yeah, but some of the situations could definitely be real. I don't know if maybe if you bring a good enough idea to the table or like, you know, then they'll just go with that. But if there's not one, then they'll just make one up and you just go along with it. So All right. (laughs) I thought one that was interesting was the show Catfish. Have you seen episodes of that? No, I don't think I have, but I know what it is. Okay. So I thought how could you ever script catfish? I mean, how can you go about doing that? So the person that wants to be on the show is the catfisher. So if 
when they're ready to be exposed, basically they'll sign, they'll write into the show. They don't tell um, the hosts like Neva Max are the hosts of the show. They don't tell them who the catfisher is. Okay. The producers know the identity of the catfisher. So basically the application process is just reverse. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So Yeah, that is. And I guess that kind of ensures, because I feel like if you thought you were being catfished and you go on this show, like what if you're not being catfished? Right. But they're and like always being catfished. <laughs> what if someone's getting catfished right now and they don't know it and the catfisher writes into the show and is like, yeah, I'm catfishing this girl. And they call the girl and is like, hey, we got an opportunity. This is MTV. We want you on the show. And she's like, I'm getting catfished. Like, you're like, I was getting ready to marry this person. <laughs> what if I'm sure that's had to have happened? Yeah. Um, Hell's Kitchen. I also thought that was interesting because how can you script a cooking show? Mm-hmm. But I guess they dial up the drama and Gordon Ramsay's temp- <laughs> temper. <laughs> <laughs> they want to set him off. So they yeah. swap out ingredients on purpose. Oh. Um, causing meals to turn out subpar and to have Gordon Ramsay <laughs> remu, basically. And um, so like there's a whole set. So like the Hell's Kitchen, it's not actually a restaurant, it's all a sound stage. Oh, so okay. yeah. Yeah. I um, saw that um storage wars. Um they basically well a popular contestant has alleged that the producers pre-purchased the units and then plant like valuable items in there um, mm-hmm. just to make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. So I believe that uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. I mean, I know there has to be a lot of like fabrication of stuff on there because they've been on the air for so long, more interesting can they be? But I thought it was strange when they show like the houses, uh, the bomb, Chris Jenner's house is an empty house. She doesn't even live there. It's just a set. Oh, that's and I weird. thought that was kind of shattering to me. I'm like, how, where like, does she live then? Why do they show it? That's I don't weird. know. I think it's just like a stand in. Like they don't, they don't want them people to know maybe where they live. I don't know. I mean, maybe at one point she did live there and she's like, hey, when I move, I don't want people to know that I moved. That could be. I do know, like, in the same vein of keeping up with the Kardashians, I mean, I know that they redo stuff. You know, they don't take, they're, they're like staging it. Maybe the thing that is setting off the conversation really happened, but they may have the conversation, like, many times mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I saw one about the hills actually I think yeah because wasn't it like Heidi and what was the guy's name Spencer Spencer yeah yeah like and their pregnancy thing. yeah yeah he said they had to do that like 15 times or something yeah. like that to get the right reaction mm-hmm. so the weird. Hills. <laughs> were you gonna say something about footage too oh yes um so I just read that for a lot of these shows like for example the the numbers I found were for the biggest loser but I can imagine like any reality show that's filming like the life of somebody would be mm-hmm. similar um they have eight 11 cameras running eight hours a day and basically end up with like 620 hours of footage for every week so mm-hmm. so they're going through all of that and basically piecing together the best parts in a way that makes it interesting mm-hmm. and i think i saw that the editors like in the biz <laughs> they call it franken editing 
um, basically they can, they said they can make anything happen. Like they can put together sentences just by editing so much mm-hmm. footage. So I read somewhere that if you see someone talking on screen and then they pan away like to a, I don't know, a different scene or like the outside of the house, or whatever it may be, but the person's still talking, it mm-hmm. probably means that they are actually like editing together something like that yeah. isn't something that the person actually said, or they've mm-hmm. edited it in a way that's not really the way the conversation went because they can do that all the time. I also saw that a lot of the times the producers have a say in who goes home on shows. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I so believe that with like The Bachelor, I know this last season, they pieced together the footage to make the finale scene way bigger than what it was. And I think a lot of viewers were disappointed with how the finale was because it's like, we're all building it up with all these thoughts and conspiracy theories. Uh And it was kind of a letdown. So, I mean, yeah, they definitely Franken edited that. Yeah. And then I did read about The Bachelor, like, um, if there's, like, a fan favorite um, person or, like, a villain, they'll keep that person on mm. longer just for the drama or to please the viewers. Yeah. And I guess they can also ask you to, like, alter your personality. Like, basically, mm-hmm. I read about this one girl who was cast as the villain on the show, but she was actually, like, the sweetest person in real mm-hmm. life. But they basically told her, if you want to be on the show – this is what we need. And so Mm -hmm. she, that's how she acted because that's what they needed on the show. So it wasn't really the way, you know, her real personality. Um, They also said that like, if you want to be on reality TV, like if you're sending in a application (laughs) or Mm -hmm. a video or whatever, like talk about your weaknesses. Don't talk about like your strengths because they are definitely looking for like, they're looking for flawed people. They're not looking for like boring, perfect people. Yeah. To talk about your like, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think. This will be my submission tape. I'll be okay. like, yeah, I'm like super scared of cows. And then on the show, they would bring in like 12 cows to get me over my fear. Or yeah. Something. Or like if you were on totally. the real world, your room would be decked out in cow print. <laughs> I can't get over it. <laughs> That'd be in the confessional. Just yeah. Really hard. I think I need to go home. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. And they want sob stories too. So like if you can think up a sob story, like then the thing that comes to mind for me for the, this is like the talent show ones. They like American Idol. Yeah, they always want like the person with the sob story. Yes, it's always the person who just got back from war or who had someone close to them die, or, uh-huh. yes, you're so like right. I'm Yeah, they're like, I'm doing this for Nana, or, you know, whatever it is. That yeah. is so right. Mm-hmm. So think up a sob story if you really want to get on TV. I also saw one that divorce court, <laughs> that's totally made up. Like, there's been people yeah. on there that, like, aren't even married. Like, they're just, you know. Looking yeah. for something to put on their resume more. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know if you want to put that on your resume, but maybe. I want to roll in divorce court. You know what? I would love to go on Worst Cook in America, Worst Cooks in America, uh just to put it on my resume. I want to rack up all the weird stuff 
just so I can say that I've done it. Yeah. Hey, you know, are they still doing that? I think so. I'm sure production has stopped, but mm, yeah. I saw one person said that um, they had been on like the Love It or List It show mm-hmm. and they picked to love it. I think they picked to stay in their house, mm-hmm. but um, the producers changed the ending so that <laughs> on their episode, it shows them like listing it and going to the other house. <laughs> but so it wasn't even, it was like whatever they basically, whatever they want and think will be better TV. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen regardless of what really happens. <laughs> so yeah. I not it. so real. Really? You can't trust anything that you're watching, I guess. No. Oh, this was kind of like a silver lining. So guys, grocery games, like Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's grocery games. Yeah. It's not in an actual grocery store. Bummer, right? Wow. But I guess it's like a this soundstage that's like stocked like a grocery store. Like it has everything imaginable in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does donate the food that they don't use. That's so. Good. So yeah, there's got to be a lot of it because that that place is like a big grocery store. It's like a grocery store, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to think of other shows that I saw were staged. Ghost Hunters. They have like a staging crew that goes in and makes stuff look spooky. Yeah, I saw that one as well. Oh, The Apprentice. I think they, I think I read that they pick who wins. Have you watched Too Hot to Handle on Netflix? I have not. When we started it, I'm like, why? are we watching this? It's so dumb. Like the people on it are dumb, but we really got into it. (laughs) See, Will won't watch that kind of stuff with me. Like he would never. So it would just be me watching it alone. I know we watched the mass singer, like the first, maybe like five episodes of the first season and I was just getting so irritated with the buildup of the exposing of the singer. Uh-huh. I was like, I can't take this. It's like <laughs> a solid five minutes of them panning around uh-huh. at people looking shocked. And it's like, just show the freaking person. <laughs> show it to me. <laughs> too much anticipation. <laughs> it is. It's way too much. They need to cut that time down and then maybe I will watch again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That was that was probably my biggest complaint of that too. And I I am notorious for starting a TV show and watching like halfway through and then never finishing it. So mm-hmm. I did that with Mass Singer. I mm-hmm. watched like the first half of it. And then I was like, it wasn't even that I wanted to stop watching. I just like never watched it again. I do that a lot too. Yeah. yeah but mm-hmm. one thing reality TV has a lot of is scandals. Mm-hmm. So I think there's been a lot, a lot of scandals. It seems like almost at some point every show has somebody who goes to jail for like assault or something like that. Yeah. But um, some of the big ones are like um, Teresa and Joe Jaduchi. Did I say that right? Jaduchi. They're from like she's from like Real Housewives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like they had 41 counts of criminal activity and lots of fraud. And yeah, yeah they went yeah. to jail. Yeah. Um <laughs> there's just been a lot. One thing that I think re- reality TV kind of suffers from is there's a lot of like racial slurs and like mm-hmm. people saying dumb stuff mm-hmm. that causes controversy. Right off the top of my head, I can think of, like, Duck Dynasty. Like, that guy said some homophobic Um, things, and he got suspended from his show for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Paula Deen. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, she like oh, used yeah. some racial slurs and she basically doesn't exist anymore. Like, yeah. so she's been canceled. Yeah, she's been canceled. So that is something that I think is really, and I mean, maybe it's just people in general are just can be nasty, but when you're kind of a celebrity or a celebrity, it's going to be a big deal if you're tweeting out racist things. <laughs> so don't mm, do it. Um, I don't know if this is on the same realm of that, but have yeah. you heard um like the whole mean Ellen thing? Like I Ellen have. DeGeneres is actually like the meanest person ever. Well, the first thing I heard about that was like during the pandemic when it said she had like laid off all her workers with no pay or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's true or not. I have no idea. But and then people like former employees and assistants just all started coming forward with like stories of what she did and uh huh. It's so weird. It is so weird. Like that is actually kind of terrifying if someone can put on a front like that for years, like years, yeah, and actually treat people like dirt. Like Uh um, I actually just listened to a podcast today with Melissa McCarthy, and she said she tried like being a celebrity status. She's like, I'm going to try to act like the status that people think that I am. And I'm going to treat people a certain way. And she's like, I just couldn't do it. I did it half a day. Yeah. And my husband was saying, you're being a bitch. Like, why are you acting like this? And she's <laughs> like, I know. I don't know why I can't, I can't do it anymore. And so yeah, she know. seems like a, like a real person. Like she doesn't yeah, seem like she, she would be that way. She was very down to earth. Yeah. But I, Yeah, the whole Ellen thing was just very strange to me. I know there's a lot more scandals, but I want to talk about this one show in particular. And so it came up when I was searching for scandals, but it also, the reason it stuck with me was because Will recently watched a YouTube like Mm -hmm. video series about this show. And the show is called Kid Nation. Kid Nation. I've never heard of it. This debuted in 2007, and the premise is 40 kids aged 8 to 15 go and live in, like, an old Wild West ghost town alone and have to do everything for themselves, like, fend for themselves. How have I never... What channel was it on? Do you know? Oh, geez. I don't know what channel it was on, but, yeah, basically, they go and live in New Mexico. Um, They kind of, like, have some, like, a supervisor team but it's also kids but just like that have been picked to be the head of the kids (laughs) and like they have to feed themselves they have to like do everything and it was just really weird because this website showed what the parents agreed to to have their kids on the show and part of it I'm just going to read like part of the disclosure. It says, I understand that the program may take place in inherently dangerous travel areas that may expose the minor and other participants to a variety of unmarked and uncontrollable hazards and conditions that may cause the minors seriously bo- serious bodily injury, illness, or death, including general exposures to the extremes of heat and cold, water hazards, crevices, cliffs, rock avalanches, encounters with wild or domestic animals, acts of God, example, earthquakes. <laughs> and then like another section said that um, you had to basically agree to not press any charges if your child should die on the show against like the producer of the show. And then there was a third section that said you accept 
all responsibility if the minor would enter into a relations with another minor while on the show, including any illnesses or pregnancies or any. These are kids 8 to 15, and their parents are agreeing to this. Molly, I just Googled it, and it says eight reasons CBS's Kid Nation was more traumatizing for children than The Hunger Games. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, like, as a parent, wouldn't you have some red flags there while you're reading over this agreement and be like, hmm, I do value my child. Maybe I won't send him to Kid Nation. Uh, how? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I just saw, like, on the YouTube show, they had, like, clips of, like, there was this kid who was, like, obviously scared and he's like crying by himself like out behind an outhouse and like the camera crew was like filming this child okay this child is like traumatized and instead of helping him they're sitting there with a camera like watching him cry you know isn't that creepy it's awful that is awful these poor children yeah and i guess they had to kill a chicken Mm-hmm. Okay. And also several children required medical attention after drinking bleach that was left in an unmarked <gasps> soda bottle. Oh no. So why was it in a soda bottle? I have no because they're kids and they're dealing with bleach. They don't know how to do things. You know, it's just like I would I can see like having a kid competition show, but you'd have to have like chaperones. I don't know. Like where were the chaperones? You can't just leave 40 kids in the desert and well, be like yeah i don't know what i'm just gl- glossing <laughs> over this real quick and it looks like literally the only adults are the camera crew uh-huh and they don't want to interfere no they're <laughs> they want, good tv yeah they want to stir the drama just a little i yeah. have got to watch a youtube video on this yeah do because it's just the weirdest thing like who thought this was a good idea and then there's like one adult and he's the host and he just Mm -hmm. kind of comes on and he just like talks to the kids and then he leaves and is like bye kids see ya (laughs) so will watch the youtube video about this yeah john tron that's the guy's like youtube name john tron Okay. Um, but anyway, and he had he had years later because this was in two thousand seven. He had the like eight year old kid that was on the show come onto his show and talk about it, like his experience as a kid on that show. And he was like, "Yeah, basically, what you saw was what was happening. Like they didn't help us at all. Like they had to do everything." So that is very. And strange. I guess the adults even made it hard. Like the only time they interfered was like. The kids were actually doing great at, like, picking up their trash. They had, like, kind of, like, a little pseudo-government going and, like, little businesses. And then, mm-hmm. like, adults crew came and they had, they, like, spread trash all over. And then they came in and said, clean up your trash problem. And the kids were like, what the hell? Yeah, like, <laughs> we've been sabotaged. <laughs> so, but yeah, check out Kid Nation. <laughs> it's just like what goes you know the bad side of reality tv i guess is just a bad idea and i didn't do very well either like it it never was renewed for a second season it just was kind of like petered out for a reason yeah probably because people were like this is wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah i don't really have a whole lot else to talk about but i don't know how to finish this (laughs) well we would love to hear your nostalgic uh reality tv shows that maybe you watched on vh1 or mtv yeah what trashy (laughs) what trashy vh1 shows did you watch (laughs) i feel like that was the pinnacle of just like a good 10 minutes there (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Like, just anything you could possibly think of on VH1. And they all had, like, they all had, like, um, celebrities that weren't celebrities. <laughs> like, they were all, like, that caliber of, like, oh, this. That's exactly it. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell us what ones you watched. Remind us of the ones we've missed because mm-hmm. we would love there's, to reminisce. <laughs> there's just so many. How there can are. you? We can never list all of them. There's we so are, many. I know. We are products of the reality TV generation, I think. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you next time. Yeah. We'll see you. And um, yeah, we can cut that part out because I don't know where I was going. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.